Modern science shows the power of plants, soil, and fungi to help bring our planet into balance. Instead of trying to control nature, it's time we remember our roots. We all come from nature. Nature is the mother of us all. And if mama ain't happy, we're f Hello everyone, I am Brianna Brown-Keen with Earth Gratitude Project at earthgratitude.org. Today we are excited to welcome the co-directors of the film Common Ground and one of its stars, farmer Gabe Brown. Common Ground, like Kiss the Ground before it, is a film co-directed by Josh and Rebecca Tekel. It is a documentary of hope about just how soil can save us. And the film showcases the science of regenerative agriculture and its ability to draw carbon out of the atmosphere and store it in the ground while creating healthier food. Common Ground is currently playing in selected theaters, so visit commongroundfilm.org to discover the nearest theater or to learn how you can demand a showing at your local theater. All right, I am going to start with Josh and Rebecca. In Common Ground, one of your celebrity narrators, Laura Dern, opens the film with a note of optimism about how organic, no-till farming practices can be the CO2 drawdown solution that can save humanity. Now, this is the second film on regenerative agriculture. What has changed since you released Kiss the Ground in 2020? And do you see signs of greater adoption of regenerative practices? Tell us, is it catching on? <laughs> Well, it's definitely catching on, and it's great to have Gabe here on the on the podcast as well with us because he he's on the front lines of that and can speak to that very clearly. But just from our perspective as filmmakers, you know, Kiss the Ground touched a billion people, and it was seen by everybody at the USDA, the United United States Department of Agriculture. So you know, it it just in terms of reach, it had dramatic reach, but in terms of actual adoption. Um, we are seeing this set of practices, which you know collectively we're calling regenerative agriculture, adopted not just across the Midwest where we associate that territory with farming, but also in places like California, where we live, in places like New York, which we associate with the city, but it's actually an agricultural state, and all the way down south into Mississippi and places like that. So the reach, is broad and the adoption is also broad and that's we're just three years in since kiss the ground has been uh released and and that's just in the u.s globally it's exploding as well and i think since kiss the ground came out you know it's good news and bad news the bad news is we're seeing a loss of biodiversity we're seeing an increase of desertification on a global scale and we're counting down the number of harvests that we have left if we continue to farm the way that we're currently farming that's the bad news our, our window of time is closing to really make this transition that we need to make to practices like gabe demonstrates in the film and has been doing for years. The good news is that people are starting to understand that there is hope and that if we adopt Gabe's practices and we really do take on regenerative agriculture and it's becoming mainstream and people are becoming aware, oh, we can sequester carbon. Oh, we can reverse desertification. We can build healthy soil. There is a pathway forward. And that's what's so encouraging is we're seeing more and more people wake up to this idea of regenerative agriculture and all of the benefits that it offers. Gabe, you have been a passionate advocate for regenerative agriculture and you've been doing this since 1983, right? 
And that, that image of you with one foot on the farm, the other foot on the farm that lost so much of its topsoil, it's just, it's enough to convince any farmer of the benefits of regenerative agriculture. And when did you have your aha moment? What did it take for you to make the switch? Thank you. It's great to be with you today. I did start farming in 1983, but I farmed conventionally. I learned how to farm from my father-in-law, and he was a conventional farmer. Uh, it wasn't until 1994 that I purchased a no-till drill, went 100% no-till. But then my aha moment occurred in the four-year period between 1995 through 1998. We lost three of those years. We lost crops to uh, hailstorms and one year to drought. So we lost four crops in a row. I was no longer able to borrow money to purchase the inputs that are needed in conventional agriculture. So I had to learn these regenerative practices. How can I get my farm to produce on its own without all these expensive inputs? That was my aha moment. So in Common Ground, you have a little sarcastic quib where you're saying people talk about carbon sequestration. They have all these schemes to sequester carbon. And I have a novel idea. Let's grow a plant. <laughs> how is it that soil might save us? And as importantly, how can each one of us better support regenerative farmers like yourself? Very good question. So we need to realize that what we're promoting with regenerative agriculture is simply the principles of nature. These are time-tested ecological principles. When I tell people in the documentary to simply grow a plant, I'm talking about the ability to plant of plants to collect sunlight in their leaves, photosynthesis occurs, it moves carbon down through the plant, a portion of that into the soil. We need to realize that in agricultural lands, approximately 75% of the carbon that was once in the soil is now in the atmosphere because of our degrading farming practices. So what people can do is they can practice it in their own uh, gardens and they can support farmers and ranchers who are growing regenerative products. They can support those farmers and ranchers by seeking them out and purchasing products directly from them. Rick Clark says that he's saving $400 an acre by eliminating insecticides, herbicides, and pesticides. That's saving 2 million every year. If the science and the profits are so compelling, why aren't more farmers switching and, and taking on this new practice? Well, a lot of farmers are making the switch. You know, over 80 to 90% of the farmers that do make the switch see a significant cost savings, which equals more money in their pockets within the first year. So I think once people engage and they begin to go down that path, they they continue. It's it's as Gabe will attest, there's very little drop-off for folks who who really go down the regenerative path. The issue is taking the leap. You know, we have a farm bill that codifies a farm subsidy program that really encourages farmers to continue to grow crops the way they're growing with industrial agriculture, with a tremendous quantity of inputs. We have a banking system that's built on that farm bill that mm -hmm. then creates payments, you know, crop subsidy payments that are essentially insurance payments, but they work in essence as a subsidy. And when you're getting paid to do the wrong thing, 
somebody comes along and they say, hey, look, you can make more money or you can save a bit of money or you can do both by doing the right thing. One is a secure check. You know you're getting every single year from the government. The other one is a risk, right? Mm -hmm. And we're talking about a group of people that have only kept their land, that have only kept farming through being risk adverse, right? They're already taking a risk. They're farming. So you're saying take another risk on top of that. And that gap, the gap between starting and really seeing results, that's really the most tenuous and difficult thing for folks to, to make that leap. And that's, of course, that's an area where we need people, A, to be brave, people, B, to listen to the lessons of folks like Gabe, and then C, we need the financial institutions and the government institutions to step in and take care of that gap so that there's not that scary gap, so that they know that no matter what, they're going to have that runway. And up until recently, really regenerative agriculture, there wasn't a, a course you could take in a college about regenerative agriculture. People didn't know what regenerative agriculture was. Gabe Brown was really the first person to introduce that to people and into the mainstream, which is why, you know, he's such a hero to us. But part of it is, you know, we follow the money in Common Ground and we show how the companies that are making the biggest profit by continuing to farm conventionally are also the ones that are funding the science that's telling farmers that it's OK and it's safe to continue to use these chemicals. And that's what's being taught in land grant universities. That's what's being shown to the protection agencies and the regulatory agencies that are supposed to protect us. And so now is the time when people are overwhelmingly gathering the science and the data to show that regenerative agriculture is not only better for the farmer in terms of their pocketbook, but it's better for all of us in terms of health, the environment, and reversing desertification. So Josh and Rebecca, you, you have quite a lot of stars in the film. You have Woody Harrelson, Laura Dern, Rosaria Dawson, Jason Momoa, Ian Somerhalder, Donald Glover. Um, you also include local heroes who are transforming their neighborhoods. I, I loved learning about Soul Fire Farm and the Good Neighbor Farms as just two of the examples. So what role does the small farm and the urban garden play in the larger goal of healthy food and soil and carbon sequestration? Over 80% of our food is grown on small farms. And so I think when people actually get out there and they get their hands in the dirt and they take part in the process of growing food, you know, we could talk about the science all day long, but there's something that is our natural intuition, our, our innate wisdom that comes from actually being out in the land. And when People are out there, they're growing their food and they're tasting the difference between that uh, tomato that they grow versus one that they would get a conventional one in the store. They see the difference in color. Their body, can you can literally smell and taste the difference between these different types of food. And that's because of the nutrition uh, that comes from regenerative agriculture, which is so much higher than that of something that's grown in dead dirt with all of these chemical inputs. So, you know, small farmers are really where it's, where it's at. We do need to scale up convention the way that we farm um, on these big farms, but more and more people need to get involved in farming. And that's one of the goals of the film is to create a million new farmers. And that's not people who have thousands of acres of land. That's people who live in cities. That's people who live in apartments, people who can grow something on their patio. We can all participate in growing food. And and that's how this movement wins. If we, you know, it's like the land back movement or it's like the victory garden movement. We all can get our hands dirty and the benefits of that are across the board. Right, right. Um, so 
Farmer Gabe Brown. Um, we, we all hear so much about the higher yields of conventional farming. How do you respond when a farmer is reticent to make the switch based on this rationale? I mean, what do you say to farmers who are still operating monoculture and conventional, who are just unclear or unsure of how to make a transition into a more sustainable farm practice? Is, is a transition difficult and costly? The, the simple answer to that is no, it is not difficult or costly if they're willing to open up their minds. Josh and Rebecca are exactly right. Farmers and ranchers cannot implement what they do not know. And it's not being taught, as Rebecca said. We need to first educate farmers and ranchers as to how soil functions, how ecosystems function. And I tell farmers and ranchers that I will take profit over yield any day. They may or may not have higher yields, but it's been proven that those using these regenerative practices have significantly higher profit margins. So you're going to make more money going down this path while you're producing food that is higher in nutrient density, while you're sequestering more carbon, while you're helping to heal our soils and heal our ecosystems. It truly is a win-win-win situation. And Farmer, Farmer Gabe Brown, do you think the USDA needs to take a stronger role in educating our farmers on the benefits of regenerative agriculture? I believe that anytime we can have people, agencies helping to educate, that's a good thing. I really believe that regenerative agriculture is a means to bring society together where we can truly find common ground for common good. So yes, I believe they should play an important role in that. Great. So this question is for Josh and Rebecca. Uh, you mentioned that you'll be doing a special edit of Common Ground for Kids and School. Thank you. As a mother, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in how to, to discuss sustainability with my son, obviously on a level that he can understand without terrifying him. So your parents too, can you just tell us more about the kids version of the film, what we as parents can do to make sure our kids are eating healthy food grown by regenerative practices, particularly when they go off to school and have lunches that the schools prepare? That's all you. Um, you know, as a mom, I share your sentiments. You know, we recognize that our, our wealth as a nation starts with our kids and with our health. And so educating young people at an early age um, about participating in the food system, making healthy choices, tasting the difference between nutrient-dense food and food that's devoid of that nutrients, that's critical. Um, all of the narrators in the film, including Laura Dern, Jason Momoa, Donald Glover, all everyone is a parent. And we all share this really deep-rooted concern and now optimism for that there is a way that we can change this. And it starts with every time we eat, every time you know we vote with our fork and we have to teach our kids how to vote with their fork. One of the ways that you can do that is to grow food. Another way that you can do that is by going to your farmer's market, meeting your farmers, talking to them about how they're growing their food, what their practices are, 
learning what the practices of regeneration are so that you can actually have a conversation with farmers about, well, how do you fertilize the soil? Do you keep your land covered at all times? Do you have animals grazing? Is there biodiversity out in your fields? Um, how are we really being stewards of the land? And by getting to know the people who are farming and by supporting those farmers who are doing those practices, it's a win-win-win for everybody. It's a win for the farmer because they're gonna take home a larger paycheck. Uh, it's a win for the people who are eating the food because they're going to get local nutrient-dense food that's better for their health. And then it's a win for the environment because everyone in that system is participating in creating soil that has an incredible capacity to store water. It has a high infiltration rate. It also is drawing down carbon and has a symbiosis with the soil and the plant where the plant can draw that nutrition up into the plant and we all win. So I think by getting to know our farmers, go hug a farmer. If I was with Gabe right now, I would give him a giant hug uh, because he has been such a mentor and teacher to us and he's opened our eyes and he's given us so much hope and that hope is contagious. And we just wanna share it with the world because once you start eating that nutritious food and supporting your local regenerative farmers, you just can't go back. Wonderful. All right, uh, and then my last question is for, Farmer Gabe Brown, do you have any last words of wisdom for farmers or for all of us who are so reliant on food that farmers grow? What I would like to tell everyone is that this is truly going to take everyone. And if you're not willing to do it for yourself, do it for your children and your grandchildren. Do it for future generations down the road. We all need to come together to find that common ground for common good. Well, thank you so much, Josh, Rebecca, and Gabe for joining me today. And thank you for making this very important and timely film. Again, we encourage everyone to visit commongroundfilm.org to discover the nearest theater or to learn how you can demand a showing at your local theater. And you can link to their social media there as well. And this interview will be available on youtube.com slash at Earth Gratitude. And it's also up on our It's Up To Us podcast on Substack, Spotify, and Apple. So be sure to share this interview and the Common Ground film with your friends. Thank you so much. So one of the questions that I have as a consumer is how do I know the difference between organic farming versus regenerative farming? And so one of the things that I'm going to do is when I go to the grocery store, when I go to the farmer's market is to ask that question. If they are an organic farmer to ask, are you doing regenerative practices? And then also to continue to educate myself by watching commongroundfilm.org and also watching Kiss the Ground and really educating myself on this so that I can be what I want to see. When I drive down the street and I see one yard after the other and it's grass, I think to myself, no. I run an organization called Good Neighbor Gardens where we install edible gardens. We give the homeowner their own personal farmhand who shows up once a week to grow the food. They seed, they harvest, they maintain, they do integrative pest management, they're building soil all the time, they're layering on compost, we're plot planting and refreshing the gardens when the season's over. So all of the farmhands bring all of their harvest to the urban barn so that we can aggregate our surplus harvest with local regenerative farming partners 
that also provide their food so that we can aggregate it and make these beautiful harvest boxes of hyper-local, nutrient-dense, shared goodness from these yards. We also teach children the importance of growing their own food. In doing that, we're basically raising capable people. We've got to understand that soil is not dead, it's not dirty, it's alive. 